Disrupting Japan, Episode 14. Welcome to Disrupting Japan, straight talk from Japan's most successful entrepreneurs. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening. Today we sit down with Atsuo Fujimura, a man who, more than almost anyone else in the country, is reshaping the way Japan thinks about media. He founded Atmark IT, he IPO'd IT Media, and now he's working with Smart News to change the way we discover and consume news. Now, Atsuo and I, we talk about the effects of the filter bubble in this interview. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the term, the filter bubble is an unfortunate side effect of search engines trying to show us what we want. By optimizing to what we like, search engines end up not showing us news or information that contradicts our current thinking or could make us uncomfortable. Despite the fact that there's a tremendous diversity of information and opinions on the internet, our filter bubbles provide us with a more and more narrow view of the world as they try to optimize to our tastes. Fujimura san and Smart News are trying to reverse this, and it's not always easy. After the interview, he explained that some American beta users actually got angry when presented with news from a source they considered too right wing or too left wing. But for any democracy to move forward, to, to really function at all, we need to have some level of common understanding of facts and information. Now, all of our listeners in Japan will know these company names, and most will be familiar with Fujimura san himself. But many of our overseas listeners will not know him by name. So please, don't let Atsuo's humble and unassuming manner lead you to underestimate the impact that he and his companies have had in Japan over the past decades. Oh, and earlier this year, Smart News announced their international expansion. So this is a name you're going to be hearing a lot more in the future. So let's get right to the interview. Great. We're sitting here with Atsuo Fujimura.、Mm-hmm. And let's see, you founded Atmark IT.、Mm-hmm. You、yes. later became, after the merger, the CEO of IT Media.、Mm-hmm. You took that through IPO.、Mm-hmm. You're now working at, with、uh, Smart News、mm-hmm. and run the Media Disruption blog. Yeah. <laughs> I, Thank you. Thanks for sitting down with me.、Mm-hmm. I, I think more than anyone else in Japan, you really seem to be working to. Change the way people view news and consume media.、Mm-hmm. And I really want to talk a lot about that. But before we get into that, tell us a bit about your own history and about Atmark IT and about what you're trying to do today. It's been a long history. So <laughs> let me explain、uh, before Atmark IT.、Uh, my career started in the 70s. So, first, my career is very old style、uh, publishing company. Right. Yes. Then the very, very old style editorial work. But、uh, I was very boring, old style, old way.、Okay. So someday I came across the、uh, new phenomenon, PC. This is very, very、uh, <laughs> exciting for me. Back in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah,、uh, maybe move、uh, 80s. So, those days when you were in publishing, was it technology publishing? What was no, the subject? No,、uh, very、uh, usual economy or、uh, okay. a kind of uh, uh, business. Very、uh, traditional, yeah, very、okay. usual, usual. So, 
the company wanted uh, to move to a computer-based workflow. So I joined special team to uh, computerize the old old company. So you, you were in sort of the IT, the the newly formed right. IT department right. of the right. publishing companies. Yes, yes. So that was that was back in the DOS V days, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> I remember right. DOS V. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very uh, curious about the me- mechanism kind of that. So okay. I tried to uh, understanding the how computing works. So you were just mostly just teaching yourself computers, yes, or yes, most several textbook. Well, I guess at that time there was really no option. You you had to teach yourself. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I'm very excited about uh, PC computing. So I want to change my career from old style publishing company to a IT company. So those days, the 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 image you had, the idea was still traditional publishing, just the more efficient workflow with computers. Yeah, I thought the uh, huge difference uh, between uh, computing and uh, publishing. So mm-hmm. uh, my choice was to move to a uh, uh, computing area. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I came across some small startup Windows-based uh, software company. I mean, uh, Windows 2.1 right. or 2.2, <laughs> kind of that. That was a very different world for me. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. The tr- how long did you stay in the traditional publishing industry? Almost uh, 10 years. Then so, moved to a, a very small startup. <laughs> was that IT Media or was that something no, before? No, oh, no. What was before IT Media? Several companies. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> so, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Let's skip the long history. Uh, I, I, moved, uh, I moved to a small IT company, to uh, uh, ASCII Corporation. Do, okay. do you know ASCII Well, ASCII Corporation, at least today, is extremely yeah. famous. It's, I think it's still the largest technology yeah. publication yes. in Japan for yes. uh, technology magazines, technology yeah. books. Yes. It has uh, several uh, aspects of the uh, company. I joined to a software company of ASCII Corporation. Okay. Yeah. But uh, two or three years after ASCII uh, sold the software business to another company. So uh, then I have no choice to move to a publication business to ASCII. So you were back in the, the public publishing yes. business again? Yes. <laughs> Return to a publication business. But uh, as you understand, early 90s, we had a, a huge phenomena of Windows and the Internet boom. Yes, changed the world. Yes. So our uh, publication business declined. Then the company uh, want to move to uh, Internet business. So I still have a three or four years a career in ASCII Corporation. Then I uh, moved to uh, IBM. So what made you decide to, to go out on your own and start Atmark IT? Mm-hmm. Okay. Back in 2000, it still was a big, big risk. Uh-huh. You know, entrepreneurism was not socially acceptable in Japan. Yeah, I think so. I agree with you. I have uh, two reasons. One is very practical. Uh, second is ideal. Okay. Uh, the first practical reason, I have a several friend. They have advanced vision. Are minor 
Right. Uh, Takaki Nagayama kind of the people want to make a, a new business in Japan. Not only at Mark Idea, they want to set up the several venture uh, in Japan. Their uh, dream is make a online centric technical uh, editorial based on the uh, internet. Okay. Yeah. But that's a very uh, simple practical reason. Yeah, reason. Those were some of the best names, VCs at the time, without question. That's right.、Yeah. That's right. And also, they are a very good friend of mine. Second ideal reason is I want to encourage the technical people, I mean, the engineer、uh, in Japan. So, what is a very big important part of next IT age? Not only based on the product, but also people. Right. Engineer. Advanced idea they have. You know, this is a very interesting point <clears throat> because I think engineers in Japan, no, software engineers、mm-hmm. in Japan,、mm-hmm. don't seem to have the level of respect、yeah. that they do、yeah. outside, in other countries. Right. Right.、Um, <clears throat> when, when you look at hardware engineers,、mm-hmm. so if you go to Toyota,、mm-hmm. Automotive engineers are in some of the highest levels of the company. If you、yeah. go to、uh, Sony,、mm-hmm. the hardware engineers are very influential within the company.、Right. But software engineers in Japan,、mm-hmm. until recently, really didn't get much respect or attention at all, did they?、Um, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in、uh, 2000, engineering people belongs to an、uh, organization. Yeah. Yes. People is important, more important than organization. Yeah. So I try to encourage the people for their own future. What is the way we can build is content、right. and the community to set up the community. So I try online publishing business and、uh, also have an、uh, online based community for engineers. Well, it, it was a tremendous success, and many of our listeners are outside of Japan, so、mm-hmm. they, they won't know how influential Atmark IT was.、Mm-hmm. I've written columns for it.、Uh, it, yeah. it, it is the. <laughs> oh, I was delighted to do it, and I got wonderful feedback from engineers and other technologists.、Mm-hmm. It was really the first gathering place、mm-hmm. for professional engineers in Japan. I think you're being very modest. It was an unbelievable success.、Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love the wars. <laughs> yes. Thank you. After you, you, you founded this, this online community,、yeah. it attracted the, the attention of, of SoftBank、mm-hmm. yeah. and, and other investors. Yes. I have an idea. I need、uh, more editorial people and I need、uh, more、uh, salespeople. So, Let's make a big convergence to establish the purely online based media business in Japan.、Mm-hmm. This was a very huge challenge for us. I consult、uh, with SoftBank people. Right. Then we made a, a big merger、uh, with Atmark IT and、uh, SoftBank IT Media. Right.、Mm-hmm. And IT Media was, it used to be Ziff Davis in Japan. Right. right? right. And then it became IT Media.、Yeah. And then it merged with Atmark IT and then you took、yeah. over. Yes. A few years later, you IPO'd that company. That's right. That's right. 2005, we、uh, merged 
Then, 2007, we went to go public. And, and after that success, you, you left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Japan, mm-hmm. I, I think even today, most young founders, their mm-hmm. dream mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. to start a company, mm-hmm. to IPO it, mm-hmm. and be CEO for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Forever. Forever. <laughs> I, so many Japanese still want to do that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what made you decide that it was time to leave, to move on? Mm-hmm. I have a couple of reasons. One is economic crisis. I regret I should set up the more advanced business model. When you're talking about the, the financial crisis, do you mean the 2009 yeah. Lehman shock? Or? Yeah, I mean so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that crisis had a couple uh, aspects. Yeah. One is economy changing, but also very uh, huge uh, new phenomena. I mean mobile. Right. But uh, at that point, we have no idea about how to use in the mobile. Did you find that, that IT media was the company just too big to respond to it? Well, yes. Why couldn't you yes. respond? Yeah. I don't want to critic with Mike, but uh, we have uh, no idea how to move to a mobile arena. Huh. Uh, so, dilemma. Because uh, we made a, a sweet uh, web-based business model, like uh, Big Banner or right. advertised model. But those uh, business models were no useful for a mobile area. People, including me, don't want to move to a mobile area for less money. Right. It's yeah. the, the innovator's dilemma. Right. What, it's interesting, too, when we talk about mobile, mm-hmm. Japan went through sort of two mobile stages. Mm-hmm. There was the, the, the garake, yes. the yeah. old-style flip yeah. phones where Japan was leading the world, yeah. and uh, IT media was still a very dominant force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there was the iPhone mm-hmm. and Android mm-hmm. revolution, which changed everything. Yes, I think so. Yeah. During the uh, Garake age, we thought uh, that was a subset of PCs. So uh, we could ignore the revenue from uh, Garake business. Right. But smartphone business, I mean, uh, uh, iPhone, or Android, we can't ignore that revenue effect. So we have to uh, change ourselves or still arrive in the PC area. Right. And the company was not able to change itself. Yes. So you, you left and you're now involved with Smart News. Yes. Which is uh, entirely mobile, right? Right, right. Um, well, let, let's talk about that a little bit, because I understand it's, it's news aggregation, it's mm-hmm. using an algorithm mm-hmm. to try to mm-hmm. select the right kind of mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. You explain it a little, probably better than I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Back in uh, PC-based web age, how to uh, discover the great content? We are using uh, search engine. Right. In uh, mobile area, do you think so many people want type in a search engine. That's right. The, search is much harder on mobile, yeah. isn't it? So mobile age moved to a completely a new content retrieval phase. Okay. So Red Seek totally knew how to discover the, uh, great content. Mm-hmm. They don't want to type in via a search engine. 
So uh, we need a new push-based media uh, idea. There's certainly no arguing with success, and smart news has got incredible traction in Japan. But I've always thought the effect of news aggregators, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's both good and bad. Mm -hmm. News aggregation allows people great convenience yeah. of showing them content they are interested in. It also sometimes has the filter bubble effect, yeah. Yeah. where people only see the content mm -hmm. that makes them happy, yeah. but sometimes they don't see the content that is important. Mm -hmm. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Our basic idea is how to break through the small walls. I mean, uh, break through the uh, filter bubble. Why many people want news? Right. They want to uh, come across the new topics. It was not based on the personal. Okay. Did the smart news try to counteract the filter bubble? Does Smart News try right. to introduce people to content yeah. that maybe doesn't make yeah. them happy? Yes, that's right. We want to uh, set up the completely uh, new type of uh, discover content. What is it really based on? What is the algorithm? I mean, I don't want you to give away any secrets, mm -hmm. but for example, some of the traditional algorithms mm -hmm. for news are either social, mm -hmm. uh, we'll show you things your friends like, mm -hmm. which is very filter bubble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's behavioral, mm -hmm. which is we'll show you things you like, which is even more filter bubble. Mm -hmm. How do you choose what to show people? Mm -hmm. Our algorithm uh, based on uh, so many type of signal. Okay. Yeah, huge uh, amount of uh, social signal. Then we try to analyze what sort of people uh, want. Then we provide a, a ranking in real time. So what, what is the ranking? What determines the ranking? Mm -hmm. Is it popularity? Or? Yeah, it's based on the mainly uh, popularity, but not only uh, popularity, only uh, simple uh, numbers. Okay. Quality, we, we need to try to find out uh, which explain the uh, content quality. We analyze so much. So you're mm -hmm. trying to, your algorithm tries to objectively mm -hmm. determine content quality yeah. rather than saying this is liberal, this is conservative. Yeah. It's saying this is high quality content right. Right. and then rank it. That's yeah. a really interesting approach. Yeah. And this is available in English mm -hmm. as well, so I'll make sure there's a link on the site. That filter bubble problem is it's a real problem in news today. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, let's talk about news media because I think that, well, I don't think, I mean, it's, it's obvious the news model is being disrupted mm -hmm. in good ways and bad ways. Mm -hmm. In some ways, I find traditional news media in Japan to be refreshing. Mm -hmm. Again, for our, our listeners overseas, the Japanese news media is boring in a good way. <laughs> People read the news. This is what happens today. It's the same as it was in America in like the Walter Cronkite, mm -hmm. Dan Rather era. Whereas the American corporate news media, if you listen to American news, whether it's Fox News mm -hmm. or MSNBC, yeah. there's a lot of very angry people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the model is, is people getting angry. Mm -hmm. What is the way to, and, and I do think there's huge value mm -hmm. in the current Japanese style or the mm -hmm. old uh, strictly factual reporting, mm -hmm. 
but how do you strike a balance between a company that needs to make money mm -hmm. and also providing that real public good mm -hmm. of just giving people neutral information? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point, great point. First of all, we want diversity. We don't want uh, to provide single way. In the civil point of view in the worldwide basis. Yeah. So we try to provide several aspects of each single topics. And and how have your your users reacted to that? Are, are do people appreciate the the different opinions? Yes, I think so. That's that's very encouraging. Because uh -huh. I'll tell you, as an American, many Thanksgiving dinners. Oh yeah. <laughs> talking to family, they don't appreciate different opinions. It's uh -huh. lots of uh -huh. arguing. Yeah. But. But people have been receptive to different mm -hmm. ideas coming in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really, really encouraging. Mm -hmm. Good. What, and I guess a more specific mm -hmm. topic. We talk about, well, the, the term disruption mm -hmm. is used way too much today. Uh, people talk about mobile games as disruptive. But mm -hmm. I think when we're talking about the media, mm -hmm. especially in Japan, it really is an appropriate term. Mm -hmm. um, the print publications still have tremendous power here in Japan. Mm -hmm. yes. The news media is very traditional. Mm -hmm. But what do you think needs to change in Japan? What mm -hmm. part of media really needs to be disrupted? Oh, yeah. I think print media is not so easy to sustain because business model itself is not good enough for... Uh, uh, media business. So is it just that the overhead costs are too high? That's right. Or that that's right. they can't uh, target a very narrow niche? Yeah, that's right. The media uh, want huge people for editorial, for sales, uh, for backend. So each uh, media company running cost is getting high and high yeah. day by day. But uh, uh, another side, Advertising on the subscription-based revenues getting smaller. Yeah. Well, I think we've seen it happen already. On um, well, with, with technical news. I mean, mm -hmm. Atmark IT led that uh -huh. beginning of the change. The bigger change we have coming now is let's call it hard news, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which is really what what smart news is targeting. Okay. Let's take the the oldest of traditional media companies, the Japanese newspapers. Mm -hmm. A tremendous number of people still read newspapers every day. Mm -hmm. Do you see the Japanese newspaper industry changing, or do you think they are going to be disrupted? Yeah, I think uh, they are going to be uh, disrupted. And do you think it's going to be because of the, the cost basis, or do you think it's going to be targeted content? What, what do you think is the real driver behind the disruption? The cost factor is very important for uh, old media company. Yeah. They have a huge uh, staffer. So not so many publication companies, especially uh, newspaper, can sustain or not. I think media business nowadays uh, is not sustainable. H have any of the traditional newspapers or publishers mm -hmm. had um, successful experiments with online? I know everyone puts their content online, but mm -hmm. Have you seen any really innovative mm -hmm. experiments from the newspaper or media companies in Japan? Maybe there is no uh, enough case, but uh, Nikkei 
has a very strong subscription business model That's on true. digital. Yeah. They can survive. Yeah. They've done well internationally as well. Yeah. International subscriptions. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. English. But uh, most the usual old style media business cannot survive. Well, let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll ask you to predict the future, pull out a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 15 years from now,、mm-hmm. when People in Japan get up and, and pour themselves a cup of coffee in the morning.、Mm-hmm. They won't be reading a newspaper. What will the media look like in the future? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good, good question. In the future, our point of view for a news format will completely change. Right. Because、uh, broadcasting, newspaper, a book, magazine, radio, Each media model、uh, based on the format. Right. right. But、uh, these days, we can ignore the several format distinction because、uh, movie or text,、uh, graphics, we are all in a small device. That's true. Yeah. In the future, that tendency、uh, g o more faster. So. More convergence and more, less I, distinction I、so. between the media、so. types? I think so. I guess the, the traditional media model in all countries,、mm-hmm. but Japan especially, has been very top down.、Mm-hmm. Yeah.、Um, do, you, do you see that changing? Do you see、um, Japanese acting、mm-hmm. more as citizen reporters and、mm-hmm. consuming media from not just the big names, but、yeah. individuals or、yeah. podcasts, for uh-huh. example? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you see that changing in Japan? Yeah, I think so. But uh, uh, at this moment,、uh, regulation is very strict.、Uh, uh, right. So we,、uh, we cannot uh, move uh, crossover, not so easy. So,、uh, news media, maybe newspaper,、uh, need、uh, their own staffers, and the TV broadcast. Uh, need uh, uh, their own stuff and so on. In Japan, is it illegal for the same company to be producing TV and newspaper with the same staff? Basically,、uh, divided. Okay. Yeah. But nowadays, Asahi newspaper has Terebi Asahi. Right. Yes. Right. It, it's a very,、uh, just like a tricky. That kind of、uh, distinction、uh, happened around the、uh, uh, war second. Right, okay. So, small resource,、uh, how to provide for each area, the government decided. That historical. And it's still with us today. Yeah. Like so many things in Japan. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. So, 60s or 70s,、uh, this is a very <laughs>、yeah. usual. But it, it seems so often, every time I run across a very unusual, confusing regulation in Japan. Yeah. It was some law that made sense in 1962. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, let me ask you about startups in Japan in general, because you've been, I guess we've both been starting companies、mm-hmm, now、mm-hmm. for more than 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Things have changed so much in, in a good way.、Mm-hmm. And a lot of young, young people today, students, want to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With all of your experience now, if you could go back, Mm. 20 years and give advice to your younger self. Okay. What, what okay. would you tell? What、yeah. would you tell yourself? Right now, we are facing a very good situation and a good condition for startup. 
Yeah. Uh, because you don't need a huge money to start up. My experience uh, back in uh, 2000, we want to start up, uh, we set up the technology intensive uh, venture at Mac, I mean at Mac IT. We need uh, around uh, one million dollar. Yeah, it costs yeah. a lot more money yes. back then. The buying uh, servers, database, so many assets. And, and having full-time staff to keep yeah. all of that running. Yes, that's right, yeah. that's right. But nowadays, you don't need a big money to use in a network or a server base. Yeah. So uh, very easy. And uh, you don't need a big money means uh, you should not uh, necessary to succeed uh, the one project. You, so you, you can, can keep fail. trying. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can fail. And again and again. Well, I think that... That attitude towards failure is something that, that is starting to change in Japan now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially among younger people, they mm-hmm. see it as more acceptable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, smaller risks. Yes, I think so. Well, with all the improvements, if there was, if you could change one thing mm-hmm. about either Japanese society or attitudes or law or education, mm-hmm to make it better for startups, to give them a better chance to succeed, mm-hmm. what would you change? If you just had like a magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even for me, knowledge and information is very important. Okay. So uh, community is necessary to start up. Right person, right information. I recommend uh, young entrepreneurs. First, you have to have uh, good ambition. The second, how to get from uh, good uh, information. So you, you think there needs to be more of a sense of community mm-hmm. among Japanese entrepreneurs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, um, we were talking a little earlier about how entrepreneurs need to work with each other instead of just the venture capitalists. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that, that is something I think we, we are starting to see change now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs who have become successful and are, well, like yourself, and are mm-hmm. now working with the next generation of mm-hmm. entrepreneurs with good yeah. new projects. Yeah. So I think things are looking pretty bright for Japan. Really? I do. Mm-hmm. Before we finish up, mm-hmm. I want to ask if there's anything you want to share with our listeners about startups in Japan or about the disrupting news media. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's all. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess we covered a lot. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for, you for so sitting much. down with me yeah. today. Thanks I really so appreciate it. Yeah. And we're back. You know, the innovator's dilemma is something that keeps popping up in these interviews. I thought it was amazing to hear how Atsuo was unable to lead IT media to adapt to this new disruptive business model that the second generation of mobile devices ushered in. Despite his success in disrupting the publishing industry with new technology before, and despite the fact that IT media itself was born out of such disruption, with the founder still at the helm, and despite the fact that the founder saw the challenge coming way in advance, the company still could not change to meet those challenges. Now, this is certainly not criticism of IT media or Fujimura-san. It's more of a statement on how hard it is for any company to respond to and adapt disruptive technologies. Very, very few manage to pull it off. Particularly in Japan, once systems get put in place, they can be very hard to change. 
Also, Atsuo's prediction of the demise of newspapers would be obvious when talking about newspapers in the Western world. But in Japan, the print media in general, and newspapers specifically, still have tremendous influence. Not simply social, but also political. I think Atsuo's prediction will come true, but I don't think the Japanese newspapers will be going down without a fight. It won't be the quiet hollowing out that we've seen in the West. If you want to see the links and the resources that Atsu and I talked about during this interview, or just to get in touch, go to DisruptingJapan show 14, and you'll find all of that and more in the resources section of the post. And if you have something to say about smart news, the filter bubble, Japanese publishing, or Japanese startups in general, drop by and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and review us on iTunes if you get the chance. That's really the best way to help out the show and to get the word out. But most of all, thanks for listening and for supporting the show and letting people interested in Japanese startups know about us. This is Tim Romero, and thanks for listening to Disrupting Japan.